Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Workers' Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor, right here on 720 WGN. My name is Ken Edwards. I am the director of the Midwest Coalition of Labor. Sitting to my left is Ed Maher. Ed is the communications director of the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150. Right you are. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How's your weekend? Uh, So far, so good. So far, so good. Who's going to win the Super Bowl, by the way? You know, I've said several times on the air before that Philadelphia has got the worst sports fans in the world. And uh, <laughs> boy, do they ever. for that reason, I kind of want them to win because I want to see those people climbing up greased light poles and, you know, eating horse manure in the streets and stuff like that. Again, <laughs> it's just where else are you going to see that? So never thought I'd say it, but fly, Eagles, fly, fly, Eagles, fly. That's right. And my son goes to school there and is a giant Eagles fan. So I am pulling. What up, the, Evan? Yeah, <laughs> I'm pulling for the Eagles. I think it's going to be a good game though actually yeah absolutely i mean they're two great teams and more importantly as long as my box numbers come in like the squares that's all i particularly really care about yeah i mean then you can pay the mortgage this month that's right? correct that's, that's important cr- it is important. Need a place to live so today we've actually got an, a really interesting guest we do, um, yeah. it's Alyssa cruz and she is an apprentice who works for the international brotherhood of electrical workers local 134 she's a member an electrician um and she recently introduced the president at a job you know a job announcement the president of the union no the president of the united states that president right uh as an apprentice from chicago um you know a latina female and uh so we're super excited to talk to her she's got an awesome backstory and i think uh you know everybody be sure you stick around for that because you're not going to want to miss it awesome yeah looking forward to it so uh, what's going on in, in labor worlds here in Chicago? Um, there's, there's a few things happening. One I think of note is um, what's happening at the United Center. Yeah, actually, speaking of sports, good transition there. It's uh, the concession workers at the United Center who are represented by uh, Unite Here, the hotel and restaurant union, right. hospitality union. Um, they're employed by a company called Levy Restaurants or mm-hmm. Levy Entertainment. Yeah. They authorized a strike earlier this week. Um, of, it was a vote of the membership, and 98% of them authorized a strike. Um, so at any time, the concession workers at the United Center who serve beer and food at Bulls games, Blackhawks games, and you know whatever other events happen at who, the United Who Center. actually make the games enjoyable. I mean, that's what I'm saying here, because <laughs> you want to talk about leverage for these employees, because... They, um, they're basically the main thing that they're after, I believe, is wages, like some sort of increase to help them keep up with inflation. Sure. Um, but you want to talk about leverage. What happens if they go on strike? If they go on strike, say, for an unfair labor practice and they can't be replaced, right. you go to get a, a burger or a pretzel or a beer or whatever, and those windows are closed, you know. You're having a boring <laughs> boring game it's right? going to be the quietest bulls game ever you're going to be able to hear the ball dribbling off the ground and the squeaking of the shoes so um yeah they've they've got a lot of leverage but you know on a on a serious note the um unite here the local union that represents them based out of chicago here they put out some numbers to the press and you know their other members would include folks who clean hotel rooms yeah. and work in hotels work in restaurants uh it's a hospitality based union um but they released numbers that said that 29% of their membership um, have family members, people living in their ho- household that are food insecure because money is so tight that they can't afford food. I mean, these are union members, but many of them have to work two and three jobs because sure. some of them are, are low-wage jobs. So, um, And I imagine the, the concession workers, obviously, they're not working 40 hours a week. Right. right. Yeah, right. You, work, you work a couple games a you week. Work, the yeah. off-seasons are probably tough. And I'll say this. 
how much money does it cost to go to a Bulls game or a Blackhawks game with a family? Let's say you're going it's with... It's like well, a million dollars. It's a lot of it's money. It's a crazy amount of money. And for the fact that the people that maybe second to the players are the most valued people in that building, the people that, the serve, people you the that beer. serve the alcohol, <laughs> yeah. they're struggling to make ends meet or feed their kids at home. I think um, you know any sports fan who goes to these games can can understand that Like if you're spending 10 bucks on a beer, yeah. some of it should be going to the workers. Of the course. people serving it to you should of be getting course. a piece of Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And here, let me just talk directly to to the Players Association, yeah. right? NBA Players Association. Step in. What you, and what are you going to do if the strike happens? Are you going to cross that picket line? That's a really good question. NBA Players Association, what are you going to do? Step in. You, you have a bully pulpit, for Christ's right. sakes. You have a soapbox. You know, step in and help those workers, right? A lot of times the players' unions are don't function in the same way that a traditional union would. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. I think we're gonna need to call some of these uh, players' associations, union leaders in because I think you know they have a lot of leverage. Right, right. You're you're a, a, a Tom Brady and you're in the NFLPA. I think is what it's called, the uh, NFL Players Association. I mean, you have the, the the world will listen to you. You know, and why not talk about labor issues? You know, you, t- you see people like what's the guy's name, Matt. Damon. Right. Right. I mean, he was born, I think, from teachers. He always talks about pro union. Some mm-hmm. people, like, they get it. Right. But, but where is it, like, where are, the, where are the players when the concession workers, the ones that literally are making the game fun? Right. right. You're the talent, no question about it. But, you know, it's the people that are behind the scenes. Where are they when these people don't have enough money to feed their family? Right. And, I mean, the players may not realize the power of their voice in this sense. They're used to. You know, talking about basketball, talking about hockey, selling products. But, um, you know, as workers with a higher visibility that are part of a union, I think it's an opportunity for them to, to help lift others up. I think they have an, a moral obligation to do so, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, hopefully. So the strike has just been authorized. It hasn't been um, called yet. These workers are not on strike at this moment, but it could happen at any time. So the hope, of course, is that the sides can meet and come to an agreement that allows these uh, employees to carry on to keep up with inflation and uh, you know live with dignity and make sure that everybody in their house can you know afford to eat I've read something in cranes I think that some of them can't get to the doctor like literally can't afford to go to the doctor right and you know it's it's a shame and I think you know it's also incumbent upon the union to you know help that situation as well i know that unite here has a doctor's office um but it's located downtown and we've we've chatted with them about the the mcl has uh, we're opening doctor's offices um at at the moment um and maybe there's a a better way to provide that service so their members can go to the doctor and go to the doctor for free i think every worker who is in a position where they don't have to make a decision between uh, paying the rent and affording their kids medicine. Everyone who is fortunate enough to not have to live in that situation should try to help lift up people who are. Um, yeah, yeah, so, right. so when you hear more about this, everybody out there, you know, um, you know, have a have a sympathetic ear and you know, speak up and do what you can for these folks because they're they're just trying to just trying to have what so many workers already have. You know, let me ask you this. Ed. So what about the the fans, right? So let's say there's a, a Bulls game and the workers go on strike. You know that, you know, half of the people that are going to these games, or I shouldn't say that, but a large chunk of the people that are going to these games are union members, right? Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we do ticket promotions and they have union night and blah, blah, blah. They're not going to cross that picket line. Right. Right? They're not going to go in and, you know, and sit there while these people are outside striking to watch a basketball game. So the, the place is going to be half empty anyway. Half empty, quiet, quiet. 
sober, no drinks flowing. People be getting all hopped up on, you know, Diet Cokes. It's a pretty sad substitute. <laughs> Boring. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, we wish them uh, luck and, you know, more importantly, solidarity and hope, hopefully that uh, this this will get resolved. Right. Um, we know, got, we, you know, we're going to have to take a break in a minute, but we want everybody to stay tuned. Last week, we had a giveaway. Oh, First right. giveaway First, in yeah. Workers Mike history. Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, a gift card to Bass Pro. So uh, it was based on social media comments. We yep. have picked a winner. Yeah, and, out of uh, the thousands and thousands of people that commented. Seriously, I yeah. could barely keep up with it. My phone just wouldn't stop. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we picked a winner, and we're going to announce that winner at the... Uh, conclusion of today's show you are listening to the workers mic right here on 720 wgn we'll be right back you're listening to the workers mic powered by the midwest coalition of labor and sponsored by megan financial premise health and voya financial welcome back everyone to the workers mic right here on 720 wgn my name is ken i'm here with ed Hello, Ed. What's happening, Con? Hey, and we talked earlier, um, and we're really psyched to have um, a really cool guest with us today, Alyssa Cruz, correct? Did I get That's that right? It. Yes, you did. And you are, what, a 134 apprentice? Correct. What year? I am a fifth year now. How many years does it go? Five years total. Okay. And 134, for everybody out there listening that doesn't know, it's the IBEW, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. And so explain to me real quick, or explain to our audience, your local, right? Because there's a lot of different IBW locals. What does Local 134 do? So it's it's based out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of downtown work, a lot of commercial, some residential. Construction? Construction, yes. Got it. And you're, you guys are Cook County, correct? Correct. Okay. And so you have an interesting background. Um, you know, we were chatting, you know, before the show and, you know, my understanding is that you introduced President Biden at the White House. I did. I did. I was lucky enough to be selected. How cool is that? It was, it was cool. It was very intimidating. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you, and so you, you flew to DC. Yes. And, and what was the occasion? Like what, what were you introducing him for? Um, it was to talk about the infrastructure talent pipeline. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of green energy conversation uh, deals with UV charging stations and other green energy aspects. And how do they, I mean, a fifth year apprentice, (laughs) you know, from Chicago, like how do you wind up getting this gig? That's what I want to know. Right place, right time. Um, Yeah, our our business manager, Don Finn, got a phone call and they were asking for a female minority apprentice to. You you fit the bill. I did. (laughs) And you're like, here, I'm. That's me. me." He poked his head out of the office and he's like, hey, you, Alyssa. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pick me. I was literally right across from him when he got the phone call. So if not, it could have been anyone else. That's amazing. So one day you're on the job as an electrician just working, and a couple days later, you're in the blue room at the white house introducing the president absolutely that's amazing oh yeah my heart's racing again sorry just thinking about it, sorry, <laughs> just thinking about bring, it. <laughs> bring back the stress but that is uh that's very cool yeah Thank you, you. you should you. you should be honored and i know that uh you know for whatever people say about biden you know he's he's pro-labor you know and, and he's pro-union and you know although i we take him to task you know sometimes you know for some things like the railroad shoving that contract down people's throat You're i didn't right. think it was great but you know this infrastructure bill, which is the bipartisan infrastructure bill, right. is work for a generation for us, right, and for you, and for your family, oh, and yeah? for your future. You know, you're just coming up into the into the trade, but you know, you hope that that bill right. is going to provide work for eons for you, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah, it's great. And oh. I mean, I just read something last week that just in 2023 across the country, there's going to be $900 million spent on wind and solar energy just out of that federal um, infrastructure bill. So wind and solar electricity, that's got to be a lot of work for electricians. I mean, you've got to build the fields also. There are other other workers involved, but that's a lot of work for electricians. That's good news. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's go backwards now be, um, and talk about your background a little bit. So so tell us like briefly, where, where are you from? Are you from Chicago? Um, yeah, I'm from the suburbs of Chicago. Okay. Uh, you know, born in Addison, grew up there. And um, yeah, I, I went to UIC for for a little bit of college. Okay. And uh, and what did you do at UIC? I well, I studied business management and accounting for a little bit, mm-hmm. and I was on their gymnastics team. Cool, cool. So, do you still have college debt? Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, I do. And that was only for two years. Two wow. years. All right. And then okay, so you go to college, right? And then what happens? Uh, do you go go straight into the trades? Or do you get a job? No, no. I uh, I started working for a small sales company and then jumped into New York Life. Okay. And I did a couple years there. I worked a couple years there doing a little bit of asset management and some life insurance. Right. And then I kind of pivoted. (laughs) It wasn't what it was supposed to be. Corporate America is not for everyone. (laughs) Definitely not. And so, how do you then take you know take us from that? gig, right? So working for New York Life, which is a giant, I'm sure, Fortune 500 company, to you becoming an apprentice at Local 134 of the IBW. Like, how does that how does that happen? So I have five uncles and my father that are Local 134 members Mm -hmm. or retired now. Um, And at the time, two uncles were retiring. So I got the nerve to ask them if I can do some retirement planning for them. If I can at least just peek into you know, what their, their retirement was going to look like. I was lucky enough to review it. And when I saw IBW-134 <laughs> benefits going into retirement. Wait a second. I was like, I'm, I'm in the wrong industry, right. for sure. <laughs> That's a, So you literally had this epiphany by looking at what the, these guys it. were getting and what they were going to retire with and, and said to yourself, wow, maybe I should switch careers. Oh, yeah. A- after that meeting, I, I looked at my dad and I said, Dad, I, I think I'm going to become an electrician. <laughs> And he just, thought I was joking. Yeah, just like that. Oh, yeah, just like that. I know. I said I was going to become a lawyer, and everybody laughed at me, too. <laughs> Stop. They still laugh, Ken. They We're st- still all laughing. <laughs> Nobody's actually sure. No one's actually seen my degree, right? Did you bring it with you? I'd actually I actually wouldn't mind ca- seeing it. I carry it in my pocket. Okay. <laughs> internet law school. <laughs> do they have those internet law schools? I'm sure they do. Yeah, you should go to one. I should. And, and one for communications. <laughs> yeah, I could use a little little bit of help. <laughs> so anyway, we digress. So you, so you, what did you, what'd you start as, as a helper? Yes. So I did a, like a nine-month program just to get my feet wet um, mm-hmm. on the job site, get the understanding of the tools, the material, yeah. and literally just wearing a pair of work boots for sure. the first time. <laughs> for the first time ever. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely new. Um, after those nine months, then yes, I, I tested in, and I got onto the apprenticeship program as and, a first and, year. And you were a helper. I was. I was a summer helper when I was in high school with 134, and I worked for a company called Block Electric, and, then, and it was awesome. And that's where Alyssa <laughs> is currently working, according to Small her sweatshirt. World. Small world. they just give out free sweatshirts. But <laughs> I had a great time, so what's up to my friends over at Block Electric? <laughs> Not really the message. <laughs> He's got no friends. But you're, that's like, absolutely true. Yeah. Like, who is this guy? I've never yeah. heard of him. But uh, I mean, you, you raise an interesting point because to get into an apprenticeship, there are a lot of a lot of folks out there who 
may think that construction apprentices are for people who get C's and D's in high school and everybody else goes to college unless, you know, you belong in a trade school or into a trade. But I mean, to even qualify as an apprentice is so difficult that you have to go through sometimes pre-apprentice programs or helper programs just to get the skills that you need to get in because it is, it's competitive, it's challenging work, and it's not for dummies. I mean, you know, apprenticeship programs are, are, extremely competitive i mean our at local 150 ours has a higher rejection rate than caltech um and so you're looking for people who have college educations and everything but uh um you know it uh it's it's challenging yeah and how do you find it like did you find it like i'm i'm still learning i mean but you went from nothing like having just having family members that were electricians to literally becoming a helper and then you know testing and becoming a first year apprentice and you've walked through that system ever since correct yeah i mean just because i you know i do have the family in the business it's not like at thanksgiving i'm like hey how how was work today yeah right you know so it it was it was all brand new for me um but i mean you are, they they pave it really well so that I, I'm not like completely lost. <laughs> how many how many hours do you put in as an apprentice before you become a journeyman? Oh, that's a good question. I think it's like eight thousand hours, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, that right? sounds about right. That's, yeah, and and that's amazing, right? I mean, that's actually more hours than you would take in terms of college courses, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, probably. And it's it's good. It's comforting to know that if you hire a union electrician, this is somebody who has gone through eight hours of training or eight thousand hours of training. Right. Somebody who actually knows what they're doing and is taught by instructors rather than the guy standing next to him on the job who might not be a very good electrician himself. You know, in a in a non union setting or le- less professional setting. So tell us what what do you do on the job? Like, uh, just give us a, a, a normal day right now as a fifth year apprentice. What do you do? Uh, right now, we're we're working at a 16-story condo. It's a remodel, so uh, it's in the later stages of this building. Mm-hmm. And right now, we're we're trimming in outlets, um, putting installing the light fixtures and stuff. Kind of the final end of things, but yeah, I mean, I saw it kind of from a shell, you know, from a skeleton, and seeing everything kind of come together. And you're doing all the wiring, all the electricity, et cetera. Definitely. Right? And yeah, so, just to, your, my... to, to your point, Ed, you want to have skilled people doing that so your house doesn't catch on fire for sure right? electricity is no joke <laughs> yeah, exactly. as someone who's electrocuted myself once or twice i leave it to the professionals it's definitely no joke <laughs> yeah that's cool so so we so we're talking right now with uh Alyssa cruz she is a fifth year uh apprentice for ibw local 134 and would you mind sticking around um after the break because i want uh we have some more questions for you Definitely. Sounds good. Okay. Well, we'll be right back uh, right here on 720 WGN, the Worker's Mic. You're listening to the Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. All right. We're back with the Worker's Mic here on 720 WGN. I'm Ed Maher here with Ken Edwards and our guest, Alyssa Cruz, an apprentice from the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 134. Uh, If you were with us on the last segment, we were talking a little bit about Alyssa's got an extremely interesting background, um, you know, wound around a little bit through the corporate world before, um, you know, finding sort of a great uh, a great situation in the trades um so welcome back Alyssa. thanks for sticking around thank you for having me now you said you're a fifth year apprentice when you and so we you know we we've called it you know earn while you learn mm-hmm. right so just what are you making right now um roughly around 41 and change 4164 and that's that's on the check that's not including benefits Correct. pension health care etc that's just that's, 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 that's just the check <laughs> and as an apprentice 
you get raises what in every six months? Every six months, correct. No matter what. Yeah. Right. As long as obviously you you're not in the your training and you're, doing, yeah. and, and, and you're doing well, right? It's right. not like you just get a free pass. You actually have to, you know, do you get tested? Yeah, well, we work. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, do you like have somebody watching you, make sure that you're actually performing? Yeah, your boss. Yeah. <laughs> your foreman, your general foreman, your yeah. journeyman. Yeah, okay. you're definitely under under the eye for sure. Right. It's not just a free pass. Like, Correct. welcome to the trades, you know, see you in 30 years when you retire. <laughs> oh, no. Your employer, your contractor has got to be profitable. They have to be able to make money and count on you to be able to do you what you're supposed to do. has got to show. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. So you so, so then when you, what do they call it, graduate, I guess, or when you become a journeyman. When you tap mm-hmm. out, yeah. And I say journeyman, you <laughs> journey person, right? Journey person is the proper term now. Is that right? <laughs> yes. When you, I, who knew? I knew that. You knew that? Yeah. Journey person. Or journey there worker. There it is. Journey worker. Okay. I've heard that one. So you, you become a journey person when? Um. You hit your 8,000 hours mm-hmm. uh, after your five years, and you're making $52 and change. God bless. Good yeah, for you. Right. That's, that's great. I got I got a little bit less than a year to go. Okay. And then I'm topped out. And have you uh, spent any of this money? <laughs> buy, buy anything? Buy a bass boat? or you I know. bought my first house as a fourth-year apprentice. That's, all, that's, that's amazing. Third-year apprentice, That's actually. amazing. Yes. That's, that's great. Yes. Good for all you. thanks to IBW. Couldn't do it without them. Yep. Um, definitely very, very blessed to be able to do that on my own. That's great. And so... Something I wanted to yeah. I wanted to point out is um, you know the journey worker rate you know your apprentice rate and a union contract provides that rate so there's typically um, you know what's called a, a gender pay gap or a, a racial pay gap like a, a difference where you know a female worker in most industries makes on average like eighty something cents for every dollar that a male worker would earn. Uh, but with a union contract, that's not the case. It's, are you an electrician? You know, a, a male electrician makes the same as a female, makes the same as a white, black, Catholic, Muslim, gay, straight. You know, there's there's no discrimination under a union contract. And I think that's something that unions could do more to, to share with people because it's such a hot issue um, in society. But, um, you know, I've often said to Ken that the best uh, way to protect yourself, the best tool to protect yourself from wage discrimination is a union contract. Yeah, wage theft. So you make the same as every, the guy right next to you is a 50-year apprentice. doesn't matter what he looks like. You guys make the exact same amount of money. Absolutely. And it's a great feeling. At, it, it should be a good right. feeling because, you it's know, the way it, it should it's, be. It's, it's, First of all, it's the way the entire country should be. Yeah, right. right. You would think it's, that's you, a common practice. But it's, oh, it's not even close. <laughs> no. I mean, as studies have shown, you know, for years upon years upon years, and I think, you know, women are like literally like it was 70 cents and, and now it's 80 cents. Like, woo, like yeah, we're, right. we're catching we're up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do the exact same amount of work, if not more, and, yeah. and we're getting paid less. But like Ed said, you know, union contract, you know, literally evens the playing field. <laughs> and... Uh, and so let, let me let me ask you this: um, as a woman in the building trades, because I think if I'm not mistaken, I think the building trades have about fourteen percent women. Oh, it's it, it varies among trades, but I, I know that IBW's got a pretty high percentage. And I, I want to say it might be, um, or with with females, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm, I'm more sort of familiar with the minority numbers, but um, but the number I know uh, year over year gets bigger every year. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, how's your experience been in in that regard? Uh, no complaints. It's it's definitely it's called a brotherhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone everyone treats me as an equal. You know, I don't feel like I'm a female walking in. You know, one one of the only females on a job site. Right. You won't feel it really? at all. It's it's awesome. It's a, it's nice. I think that has probably shifted over the past few decades, don't you think? <laughs> probably. <laughs> and what about as as a woman of color? I mean, do you, any anybody give you a hard time? Nothing. Not yet. I mean, I, I don't see it coming in the future. Uh, again, like if something were to happen. 
my coworkers, all, all of my, my brotherhood, they would step up before right. I even got a word out. Yeah, that's good. You know, which yeah. is really nice. They're definitely... It's interesting. So, you know, it's a good feeling. And, and you know, my my friends laugh because I always call people like, you know, hey, what's up, brother? You know, yeah. what's up, sister? <laughs> right. But we mean it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. if you are a member of, you know, like I come from the operators and I call people brother, I still talk to guys I've met 30 years ago and I still call them brother, you know? And... Right. and we literally mean that, you know. Yeah. So you, we oh, call yeah. you sister, you know. <laughs> what, it, it, that's me. <laughs> that's you, right? Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, and so, if you had to give some advice, right, to uh, a young, let's say, you know, let's just use you ten years ago, right? You give yourself advice from ten years ago. You know, what would what would that advice be to somebody that? You know, doesn't necessarily Think want to go to college, right, or, right. or might not know anything about the building trades, right? What What would you say to that person? I mean, I, I started from ground zero, so don't feel like you you need some type of prior knowledge, prior experience. Um, I didn't know the difference between a hammer and a screwdriver before it. getting into this. It still does. So- <laughs> So so now, just throughout the years, you're, you're growing, you're developing. And with the, the training of the apprenticeship program, it's phenomenal. And even you know after you're out of the school, you're, you're in the trade, you're working, you're hands-on. You have a question. You look left, you look right. You've got your journeyman. You've got your general foreman. You've got answers somewhere right. if it's not within yourself. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's – I mean, you just got to pull the trigger. You just got to do it. And are you happy with the decision that you made? Oh, my God. Very, very happy. It's, it's a great opportunity that I'm, I'm blessed with, so – I've gotten far with IBW. You know, we say that, you know, in the building trades and unions in general, we're our own best kept secret. Right. And, <laughs> you know, and we, we, I mean that. Like, part of the, the thrust of the show is to try and get the word out about, you know, what unions do and what labor does. And, and we talk about workers' issues as well. But, you know, it's always been like – like you said, like, you know, a family business. So you have to right. know somebody or, you know, the, the people think that you have to, you know, have some sort of skill set to walk in the door or, you know, have an uncle in the business or blah, 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 whatever that is. That's not really the case. I mean, you, I mean, Correct. I know your family was in it, but your family didn't say like, well, she's now a, a member of 134. Like you right. have to apply and start. No, I, I, you I did the, the whole bottom. process Go like everyone else did. I mean, I, I tried getting into the apprenticeship program. I didn't pass just because I didn't have any experience. So that's when that helper program really stepped up and helped me get like hands-on experience it's like a pre-apprentice program yes Yes. okay that's pretty cool i want does all the trades have that Uh, a lot of them do i know the operators have one the laborers have have worked with them but um you know there are certain areas and and especially in the city of chicago there are no longer technical programs at the public schools right and so um apprenticeship programs are finding that it's harder and these these students are at a disadvantage and so it's not fair to um, you know to, to have them at a disadvantage just because their schools didn't offer tech programs and there's some kid from a private school who's used a hammer at school or who has you know taken some sort of a welding class in, in high school um, and so these the unions are trying to kind of give a little bit of help uh, to prepare people to take the test and score well enough to have you know a fair opportunity to get into the program because you know as we were talking about these programs are becoming more diverse um, and that's a good thing that's a necessary thing. Um, and I think it's really important, Alyssa, uh, what you say about being, you know, a woman in the trades, uh, which is historically just a male-dominated industry, because every time another woman gets in, you're an example to, to other women who might think, well, that's not a career for me. Right. Um, you know, and, and so you're, you're starting, you're, you're keeping the momentum going, and hopefully, you know, you'll, you'll help continue to grow kind of uh, – 
the ability of women to to voluntarily step in and see this as a legitimate job opportunity where you can be a third year apprentice with some college debt and still mm-hmm. buy your own home. I mean, I know a lot of folks who were three years out of college and uh, you know working at whatever their job was after college and they couldn't afford a home. They're still living with with mom and dad. So it's a yeah. tremendous opportunity. Oh, it, it definitely is. It's it's done me well so far. Um, again, it's it's you don't need the knowledge coming in. You'll learn it along the way and. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I talked to my dad who's been in the industry for 30 years. He's still learning. He's still growing. He's still making sure. the money. Yeah. So. so do you see yourself, where do you see yourself in 10 years, 20 years from now? I mean, do you see yourself continuing to be a journey person? Do you want to go into the, you know, work for the union itself? Like, what? what what's, what, tell me. Um, I mean, yeah, you're, you already I, I, introduced <laughs> the president, right? So you're like, you, you got you're a kind of a, a start. Yeah, right? Yeah, I, kind I, of I a got high, a good head start uh, there. Yeah, you got a high bar. Um, no, I, I I jumped into this with a couple couple options of you know maybe down the road maybe I want to start my own company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely have the help to do that if I wanted to. I but right now I actually just became an associate trustee on the board of our um, insurance trustees. Well, wow. Yeah. Well, you've got that uh, that New York life insurance background, right? So yeah, a little bit education. of background, and I did let them know. You know, I'm I'm still new. I was still learning stuff mm-hmm. then. Um, but no, they, they're, they've been helpful. I've been sitting in on conferences quarterly, learning, absorbing, soaking it in, um, just cause it is, it is new to me, but yeah, that's amazing. So are uh, <laughs> you the first, uh, associate trustee, uh, as, as an, an apprentice? apprentice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. I, kudos to you. So, yeah. so Thank if you're you. just joining, we're, we're, we're going to wrap this up pretty quick, but we're, we're talking to Alyssa Cruz. She's an IBW local 134, uh, apprentice. And, you know, the conversation has been really, really interesting. I, I will give Local 134 and, and the rest of the trades that are doing this. You know, I just read something. The Carpenters graduated their first all-women apprentice class, wow. which is just amazing, right? Wow. And you need to take these young folks like yourself and train them not only in the, the jobs, right? Right. You're learning a skill set to, you know build buildings and you know construction and whatever our, that particular trade is but you also need to learn the business of the union right, right? because we Definitely. have to train our leaders our future leaders now and if you have 20 years of sitting there watching board meetings and looking at you know what a health plan looks like and you know the IBW just opened up uh, its first doctor's office right yes. uh, just and I went there I toured it so amazing right it has its own uh, eyeglass store <laughs> it's really really cool and so like doing stuff like that teaching the younger folks I think is really really important to number one keep the labor movement you know mm-hmm. viable and and then actually move it forward right and as we've talked about do better right definitely you know bring on some young people that have you know some smarts to be blunt with you and put them in positions where you know they can learn and then help run, make a difference make it that's exactly right make a difference yeah. like do do good that's the goal. Well, these are multi-billion dollar operations and so we need smart you know, enthusiastic young people to, to take the reins over. Um, so yeah, I, we, cer- we certainly do. You know, you think of like, you know, union uh, and, you know, oh, some bunch of guys smoking cigars in the back room or <laughs> right. something like that, right? And then you go to 134's hall and it's like, you know, it's like a stadium. It's right? beautiful. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. It was a high school, right? And they've opened, I think you guys opened your gym to the neighborhood so people can come play basketball there. Right. I mean, that's just, it's badass what, what, what the building trades are doing. So we really appreciate your coming here today. Now, before you leave, so, yeah, I do have one question oh, for you, and that is: um, around the city, you work. You've worked probably in every area of the city. What's the best place to get lunch in the city of Chicago? <laughs> oh, no. If I say I pack my lunch, is that a bad answer? All right, you can get away <laughs> with that one. You pack your lunch. 
I do. Like a little brown bag? Well, that's yeah. why she could afford a house <laughs> in her third years in a apprentice. She's smart. It's called money us. management. Right. <laughs> Budgeting. Wow, you are, you are, you are a better a person than I have never brought my lunch anywhere. <laughs> Well, listen, thank you so much for uh, for coming on the show. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks thank for sharing you for having story. me. Yeah, for sure. You're listening to The Worker's Mic right here on 720 WGN. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everyone, to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor. My name is Ken Edwards from the Midwest Coalition of Labor. Sitting next to me is Ed Maher with the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150, right here on 720 WGN. That was a great guest. That was was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, really, really interesting, really cool, inspiring. Absolutely. Yeah, we need more of that. Um, I'm going to talk very briefly, and then we're going to announce our winner. Um, so we'll make you wait to, to the end. Dun, dun. Got to listen. Got to right. listen to the whole show. So the Department of Labor came out and they uh, they they said that we have this brand new program here in the United States. It's called Empower. M like Mary. Empower, and it's called Multilateral Partnership for Organizing Worker Empowerment and Rights. Empower off the tongue. That's ridiculous. By the way, so I don't even know what Empower stands for. Multilateral Partnership, and what it is. Mm-hmm. You would think like, oh, my God, this sounds great. This is going to be amazing. We're going to help workers in the United States. No, 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 it's not. It's for workers of the world, like in in international places that, you know, maybe not have unions or whatever, that we, the United States, of course, are going to step in and help them lift up the standards of, of their workers. Now, that's great. Yeah. And it's altruistic. But I there's a lot of work. There's also a lot of work to be done here. Yeah, I mean, putting yeah. the basics in place in another country is important for sure. Um, but I, you know, I wonder if this is a result of the Department of Labor, you know, having this mission to to protect workers, advance workers' rights, but realizing that under the current political climate in the United States, there isn't a damn thing that they're going to be able to get done. Very unfortunately, uh, and so they're actually being forced by that to look, you know, outside our shores. I don't know, and it's yeah. it's a good point. Um, you know, here, here's what uh, here's what President Biden said: uh, We're fostering greater worker power because workers organize in a union to give them the voice in their workplace, in their community, and their country isn't just an act of economic solidarity; it's democracy in action. Now, that is an amazing soundbite. It is, but guess what? Let's start right here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? How about how about for the past, I don't know, couple of years where we had the presidency, and I should say we, I mean the Dems had all three branches of government. Why couldn't we pass something? The PRO Act, for the example. Pro, you want to talk about moving oh. workers forward. But, um, you know, I think that they recognize that there's only so much they can do through executive order or rules making at an agency. Um, so at least, they're, at least they're taking this inability to get things, big things done at a national level and they're you know trying to help others i I can't say that i disagree with trying to spread the basic you know workers rights to to other countries i think that's a good thing of course it it just reminds you that what a pity it is that we're so politically crippled in this country right now by gridlock that we cannot uh we can't get something done well maybe they'll find it in in their house in the classified documents I mean, who's next? Seems like it's everybody. I don't. I'm pretty sure I don't have any classified documents. But if I say that, they're probably going to find some at my house. I actually planted some. In, oh, in, yeah, I knew it. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. I got an idea though. I, I'm going to digress for one second, and that is, look, you know, Trump had him right. Makes mm-hmm. no bones about him. All of a sudden, Biden Biden has him now. Uh, I think Pence may have some. Right. You know, like oh, everybody's got him. Yeah, imagine, I feel left out. Imagine what Clinton has, by the way. <laughs> so, so here's my thought. Everybody, and and sorry, Biden, but you're going to need to do this. Take one for the team. Everybody that has classified documents goes to jail. 
Yeah. You, you have them, you just go to jail. Right. Right? And we kind of solve a lot of problems in that regard because you don't have to worry about Trump versus Biden. or They're all just in jail. You got classified documents. And then we start over again. It's not a bad idea. Thank this you is so not much. crazy. Thank you so much. And and that is not the idea, by the way, that somebody won the Bass Pro Shop card. It's giveaway time. It is giveaway time. So we would like to congratulate T.L. Bagley. And he, I believe it's a he because I looked at his page and it says male. So just, I'm not sure because it says T.L. fan. Oh, sorry. Um, Nobody's so, perfect. Uh, T.L. Bagley said this, I think the way to promote unions better is to educate the average worker on the benefits of organizing. A lot of workers just see an extra deduction on their wages because of union dues. But if you could show them on paper what the unions could do, uh, what the unions could do for wage increases and working conditions, I think it would be a domino effect throughout working world in Illinois especially for warehouse workers. Let's face it, warehouses are going up weekly. And that's a really that's absolutely it's a, true. It's a great, great point. Um, and and they're being, you know, I'm stopping for a second, they're being built union. Right. Right? I mean, the building trades have tons of work with all mm-hmm. these warehouses going on. But guess what? When the warehouses are built, yeah. they're going to be staffed by... People low, who are not allowed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Low-wage workers that have to pee in a bottle before they go to work. Uh, it's just it's unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, so... That, so he said that, and then, of course, he also said, support the politicians that support the unions. And I think that th- those are really salient points. So congratulations, T.L. Bagley. You are the first winner of the very first giveaway. The Bass Pro Shop. $100. It's all yours. Yeah. And so I'm going to reach out for you, Mr. Bagley, and uh, get it your way. And you're going to walk into the Bass Pro Shop and scream, where's the American-made section? Yeah, and then you're going to walk out, and you're going to find yourself a real baseball team to cheer for. <laughs> <laughs> he's a winner by the way yeah okay. i know he is a winner yeah congratulations yeah listen um great show this week yeah thank we, you for we, being and, with us and thank you for being with us and thank you for making us the number one show on sunday mornings uh at eight o'clock it's it's an honor right um so you've been listening to the workers mic uh right here on 720 wgn we'll see you next week the preceding episode of The Worker's Mic was powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. For additional information and podcasts of The Worker's Mic, visit WGNRadio.com.